not much of a warrior. Although, this is the line of work I chose. The idea of destroying things with a, a sword wielded from hand to hand in smooth rotations has always fascinated me. Our imaginations are wonderful as children as we learn to imagine what that we can do anything. When it comes down to the moment though, that flight or fight, that sink or swim, the logistics begin to change, don't they? <coughs> Dang it! Struck again. I'm usually pretty good about absorbing the damage of a well-metered blow or two with some standard maneuvers that require very little energy. That usually gives me the opportunity to catch my breath. There's something a little different about this battle though. A beast simply charges for the nearest limb and wrestles the life out of its victim with the mandibles and the incisors. This foe though, this foe has the acuity of reason. I would say almost human-like. Meaning, he seems to calculate his next move based on my weaknesses. I tried my best not to show signs of injury, but the pain was so striking, so startling. Like ice water. Almost self-disemboweling. Like like crap your pants disemboweling. Sorry. TMI. My name is Sorrel. I'm a level 30 warrior of Habatica. This is the place where people come to defend what they believe in. Where they come to fight what is worth fighting for in their lives daily. In the real world, life consists of the mundane routine. But you know, it's, it's not always bad, and you know, it wasn't always like this. In fact, we tend to enjoy this kind of structure. It's when enough of these responsibilities come back to back, one after the other, they start to crowd out our cares, our feelings, our emotions. They crowd out our passions, and even our love. An enemy has done this, says the Commander-in-Chief, Christus the Overcomer. He's been rescuing and recruiting people like us for quite some time now. People like yourself and me who have been doing it alone. But I better stop there though. The people of this age are extremely self-sufficient. The When you talk about this sort of thing too much, they tend to switch modes. Uh, 
strange type of self-righteous suicide, if you will. Brother, you're hurt. Are you okay? No! Do you need some help? Is there something I can do? No! I can't just leave you here. No! No! Okay, 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 fine, fine. <laughs> well, stay tuned as we switch paradigms. We will be preparing for one of the greatest battles ever. The battle against self. Alfred DaCosta, your host of the L4H podcast. What are you living for today? Today's show is titled Hidden Treasure. And before we get to the story, I wanted to share with you my journey. I took a hit last night for missing five of my daily tasks. I had a pretty big exam coming up, so I had to study late last night. The tasks right before bed are usually the ones I want to do, but not necessarily the things I need to get done. So they usually never get done. Uh, right now, some of the tasks I have running in my uh, buffer there is trying to pick up another language. Right now, I'm trying to learn Hebrew and Greek on Duolingo. I tried to start off with Spanish, but it never seems to work out. I don't, I don't know why. I, I, know, I know enough to be dangerous. Let's just say that. I know enough to understand my in-laws when they're talking, and they're talking about me. And, but for some reason, I've come to some sort of a, a brain plateau, like a brain exercise plateau. You know, when you're running the same routine and you just can't seem to get any better. So I'd have to be probably dropped in another country to fend for my life in order to finally learn Spanish. I think I just know enough to get by, and there's no real application, so I just neglect it. The other thing on my list of things that I failed to do last night was watch a Renko Revelation. The Ranko Revelation task is a video series by a professor who teaches the book of Revelation and teaches it extremely well. It leaves me awe-inspired every time, and um, I never have time to do it. So I added it to my daily things to do and failed to do it last night. Epic fail number three was writing 250 words. That's not hard. I mean, I think I could speak 250 words. I think I've spoken probably quadruple that amount since we've been on air today. So I try to write 250 words. Some of my poorest constructions come with the freeness of flow, and they all happen at the hour before midnight. That crunch time, that high pressure. How many of you all do well under pressure? Some of you crack and break. Some of you just polish right up. It's like your best work ever. It's like you're you're like a like rain man. Like you're just in your zone, you know? You're yeah. So and it's mostly because it's when the task expires, 
right before midnight, so I kick it into gear, and I get like five things done at one time. So when I have plenty of time, I try to perfect and polish and perfect and polish so much that I never, ever get to the end. And finally, my, uh, my last task that I wanted to add in before we head to Hidden Treasure is a task called Hidden Treasure. In the mundane, the pain, and the insane, there can be found something awesome. So I'll share with you that challenge shortly, and you can share your experience if you have had a hidden treasure moment. So you probably have your own list of things, whether that be a running list in your head, you just got it like that, or you bullet journal, or you write it down on your hand or on the wall which I've actually tried because walls don't move, so it's fantastic. However you do it, I'd like to ask you a favor. I'd like to ask, with this week's challenge, that you participate in sharing your experience down below. Now, if you've been following my previous podcast episode, you'll know that of the few things that really disheartens me, any difficulty my son experiences breaks me completely. Not the arm flailing about, mascara running, vomitorium kind of broken. Rather, the slow motion biting the knuckle of a closed fist as tears stream down the landscape of my emotionless, emoji-lesque face. Okay, maybe there are some feelings, but... Soft, muffled sobbings into the wet cave of my pillow. As a follow-up, I've noticed with my son that his difficulty with going to school has narrowed down to the first hour or two of the morning, where he has it in his head that he doesn't want to go. Once he gets in the groove, he's okay for the day. Some of the problem, I believe, lies at home, where he wants to sit home and do one thing. I, look, I took some advice from a, a really good friend who has no idea how much it has impacted his life, my life, our family's life. I've gotten his screen time down to a half an hour a day and as opposed to several, and we've been incorporating more family-oriented activities, worship, and it's already made a world of difference. So we still have about 10% to go. The story I wanted to share is captured in a three-and-a-half-minute video found by the link in the profile. Long story short, I had this idea to, to take his mind off the path it goes every morning. I bought this box, a little box, a red box. I put something in it. I, I took him to Dollar Tree, and we bought a little shovel. I took him to the playground at his school and dug a hole a number of paces from the bench. We buried it, and I told him that his hand would be the map. With a pen, I wrote the number 15 on it. The next morning, I let the playground superintendent know that there is buried treasure on the playground. Of course, nobody else heard this, just Moses and myself and the intendant. As Moses and I walked, other kids started to join the gathering, not even sure what they were gathering for or why. When word got out that there was treasure, it went viral and even so much as to have the principal come over to see what all the excitement was. We took out his shovels, and one little guy wanted to help. He grabbed the other, and they began to dig. It's amazing how children work together almost seamlessly. I wish adults 
could do the same. One child, as you'll notice in the video, was the harbinger of things to come. Treasure! Treasure! One of them was the foreman, keeping an eye out on the shine, for shiny objects. The other was the obtain and secure crew. In the end, you see him sharing with the happy cacophony of children, one sour gummy troll at a time. It was magic without the witchcraft. I was blessed to death. If you are a parent, you know, good and well, that we don't always handle the problems our children face in such a creative and thoughtful manner. There comes a time when the spirit calls us for critical care. In taking special care, it costs us our time and sometimes our non-existent energy. I challenge you, listener, to install a break glass here, critical care emergency lever. And if you are tired as hell, it will, it will require that heaven help us. So get some help. If you have experienced or observed a situation similar to this one, I want to ask that you call in to the station. If you are part of the Anchor community, you may also comment below in the box provided all the way at the bottom of this page. You may remain anonymous if you wish. I would like also to share your experience on air before I publish this episode to iTunes. Finally, I want to wish you a good day and uh, looking forward to hearing what you have to say on the matter. You can, if you're listening on iTunes, you can click on the uh, website for this podcast and click the hyperlink, which will take you to this page that you can enter in your entry and watch the video. So talk to you later.
So I had a sandwich. One sandwich turned into two. And two sandwiches turned into three and bag of chips and even some pretzels. At this point, I couldn't fake it anymore, so I thought maybe I would ask her again. Hey, Rhonda, those sandwiches were delicious. Did you make those? No.